from calling out corrupt politics, citing the United States Constitution, to exploring American history. We are the Relentless Patriots. Now, without further ado, here is Relentless Patriot John. Good evening, everybody. This is Relentless Patriot John coming at you live right now on the War Room. So, before we, I'm going to get right into it, we're going to be talking about Afghanistan and the current situation in Kabul. But first, I'm going to have my special guest, uh, Vinny, uh, from from his group. They're called the uh, Sons of Door of the Confederacy. They're a great group. I recommend just giving them a follow and just try checking them out. Vinny, hear me. Yep, the, uh, the Sons of Confederate Veterans. I represent uh, New Jersey's uh, camp, which is Camp 1505. Uh, we're Private Meredith Pool Camp, named after Confederate prisoners of war who are buried in Jersey. Okay, great. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. That's, that's great. So, guys, check them out, please. You know, they've, you know, me and Vinny have been close friends since, uh, the beginning of this, you know, they're a really great group of one on. We need more people like him that are actually vocal. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So, you know, it, it's 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 important because we actually have to honor before I get into the, the topic of what's really gonna happen here or uh, for today. So it's really important that we actually cherish remember our history. No matter if you don't it's not there for you to like it or love it. It's it's there as a reminder, as a permanent reminder of what not to go back to. You know, there's a saying that goes History, <laughs> you know, if you, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. So if you don't know your, if you don't know your history, of course you're doomed to repeat it, because now you're just you're you're just you're not you're blessed to it. So and there's another saying as well is that there's there's a saying that goes, if you know if I'm not blind, we're referring to say I mean there's one thing if I want to know the facts about something and there's another part of it that goes like the liberals, they don't want to know the facts, they just want to be like eh whatever, they just want to shut up because it seems offensive. They want to cancel anything that is not um, to fit their narrative. And if you're white, that's a strike against you. If you are Christian, that's another strike against you. And if it's anything to do with being patriotic and being against, you know, socialism, being against big government, then it's three strikes and you're canceled. So um, I think it's interesting because uh, seeing where everything was going, um, you look at a country that, you know, has actually tried to fight off, you know, horrible forces for a while. And I remember the video cut off before um, when I was trying to get my input and I'm actually very concerned and I'm concerned to see where we're going to go because our current administration is horrific. They don't know their head from their rear end. And um, the best answer you're going to get out of any of them is, oh, we'll have to circle back to you on that. Oh, we yeah. can circle back. Um, such an important question. Um, I'll have to circle back to you on that. So many ums. And the one guy that was at the Pentagon today, I was watching the, the video. Um, it was a Pelosi. She looks like she's like seen a ghost. And you have the other person who he can't form a sentence completely without going, um, uh, 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 yeah, um, they because don't know no what helicopter. they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they really, it's like, they don't know what, they don't know how to do their job. And here's the problem. They've costed so many American lives year after year, after year, after year. And for what they've done nothing positive. The best they've done was maybe try to preserve a, a little bit of Liberty out in, um, uh, you know, Afghanistan, but it's, uh, it's, you're basically fighting what's basically a lost cause because you already had weak policies with Obama. And then uh, Trump tried to rectify a lot of that. And then with this current administration, again, because of more weak policies and weak action, all that work that you've done is just going to collapse like a pile of dominoes. Well, that's exactly what the thing was that this, this kind of, you know, a lot of the veterans and the guys in the SF, you guys know what SF means. It's, Special Forces community, those guys are saying is that this is like another Vietnam, right? So a lot of, there's a lot of compare, there's a lot of compare contrasting with it. And the reason being is that 
a lot of guys feel that everything, their blood, their sweat, their tears, their loss, everything, their heart and their soul that they poured into this is now just gone. And, you know, a lot of guys, I was watching this, this documentary this morning, this guy named Nick Charles. He was former special operations. Long story short, he ended up actually losing his leg due to the fact that he was merely shot like, uh, I, I it was like 10, 15 times in the leg. And he ended up, they ended up actually uh, evacuating him, which, you know, to a nearby hospital. They ended up getting his blood transfusion mixed up. It was by accident. Um, because they were such in the haste of things and whatnot that he ended up actually, in order to stop the infection from spreading to his rest of his body, they had to amputate his leg. Um, but um, with that being said, here you have a guy who basically is missing a limb, who was a, you know, an amputee, says, you don't know, like, like you know, part of my friends are saying this, but like, F you, I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to let some administration or some Coney clown in office tell me no. Like I heard the other day, Mitt Romney saying, well, you know what, we're going to go back. Okay, it's like Tim Kennedy said. Anybody that wants to go basically fight this, I'm just saying, for argument's sake, give them the authorization papers, get a plane out, let's get, let's get, let's get our embassy back. Let's get, the, you know, let's, let's do it right. But no, the politicians, all they do is just talk. And I think a lot of people that say, especially since 9-11, you ask any service member from, you know, after right around that time, why they signed up, guaranteed it was for 9-11, hands down. It was, it's, it's, and I always say this because I remember 9-11, I know a lot of people don't. I was uh, in basically first grade when it happened. And um, it, honestly, I can honestly say that it was an, like night and day that, you know, how we traveled, how we lived life was completely different. You know, it never really returned to the same safety. You always felt like you were under attack from something. And that's the sad part of everything. And it was uh, basically a way that, you know, we came together as a country. Um, mm. The downside is that we did lose a lot of our civil liberties in the process. We had the Patriot Act, which is not very patriotic. We lost our no. ability for privacy. And then you have a whole generation, multiple generations, I'd even say, of young men that, you know, they gave their lives to fight for this cause. And they were fighting for years because no one knew that when you got into this, there was basically no getting out. So it's been well over. It's We're almost going on 20 years now, actually. Well, that's that's exactly it. the nail right in the coffin right there is that, and you know, you brought the Patriot or the Patriot Bill, or was it called the uh, yeah the Patriot Bill, right? Patriot Act. Patriot Act. Excuse me, the uh, Patriot Act. You brought that up, and um, guys, what they do is this: they might label something, it might say like, "Oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread," but actually read and actually do the research. That's like the infrastructure bill. That's what I was getting stuff with. The infrastructure bill basically laid out everything. So now what they could do is the CDC or anybody that 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 they feel being you know. Uh, this administration, if this administration currently feels you are deemed a threat to society, they could lock you up without due process. But yeah, wait, everybody's going to say, call me free of conspiracies. No, look it up. It's, it's legitimately in the bill. What they want to do is they want to set up these medevacs or these these areas where, like, for instance, like, Vinny, if you'll say you have COVID or if you'll say you or, you know, pose a threat to public health, they could just lock you up. No due process. And that's scary because that goes against your Fourth Amendment right right there you know, for search and seizures. And that completely violates that amendment. And, you know, and on top of that, I believe it's the 10th amendment, the states versus federal rights. And that also violates that as well. So now the federal, basically, now your federal powers are at the point where it's just so corrupt. And now it's going to basically trickle on down to states. And states are actually supposed to have more power than federal because it's supposed to level everything out, if I'm not mistaken. Well, in theory, you'd think that. Here's the problem. So, you know, the whole idea of states' rights and the ability for a state to govern themselves as opposed to the federal government having control, which, by the way, was, as we know, a central theme uh, during the war between the states, um, however, has not been really resolved because what we're seeing now is that the states have, like, this much power, and under this current administration, they want to do everything federalized, which is such a bad idea because we're, 
you have so many people that are fleeing states that the states are basically becoming, you know, police states, military states, you know, they're not giving any kind of personal freedoms or infringing on our rights. That's where we're basically at now, because when you don't have that ability for a state to govern themselves and to make um, decisions without outside influence or um, government uh, influence or bullying, you end up in the position we're at now. And even uh, certain states that were once good are now going bad because of that. Well, again, you, you said it perfectly, and I couldn't say it better myself, is that you have a lot of these people that are actually trying to flee these states because they're tired of what's going on. But also by abandoning your state, now you're making it, like you said, the police state, or you're making it militarized, you're making it more authoritarian. Like, for instance, like where I live, New York State, like it's completely burnt. I mean, it's shot to its core. I mean, everybody's over here celebrating that we got rid of Cuomo, but he, we didn't really get rid of him. All the dude, he, he, the reason why he resigned is because, from what I understood, was that Biden told him to resign because what they're going to do is the lieutenant governor in the state's going to Kathy Ajaw, I think her name is, she's going to come to power, take his spot, and she's worse than him. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. He is guaranteed a spot, if I'm not mistaken, and lead, uh, well, well not, not for Biden's administration, or not for Biden's administration per se, um, to be for the ATF, but he's going to have a higher position where he's, I think he might go for the attorney general position. So if we have Cuomo's attorney general, let me tell you guys something right now. We are completely doomed because if he couldn't even run the New York State right and got all these people killed, and people sit here and want to say, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. Well, no, that's not an excuse. You're in a governor. Remember, you guys work for us, not the other way around. We well, have a duty and obligation to swear it's like a constitution and take care of us. You know, that's government's job is to protect the citizens. However, that is to be taken with a grain of salt because it's also our duty to make sure we keep them in check, just like our founders did. That, that is true. And you know what the sad thing is, too? I can tell you this because you're from New York State and I have not been over there many times. I know a lot of uh, people from various groups I've been part of, like New Jersey for Medical Freedom. We have gone over to New York State, but it's the same situation. When you try to keep them in check or to even exercise your First Amendment right, your First Amendment right is diminished because in both New York and New Jersey, the minute you have a peaceful protest, you are treated like a criminal or a second-class citizen. You are, you know, they'll rope you off a certain area. They'll threaten to arrest you for just having a picket sign. That's where we're at now. And the sad thing with Cuomo is that just like Governor Murphy, he made a comment. Murphy said something like the Constitution's above his pay grade. Cuomo has not yet outright said that, but his actions speak like that's true. Words, exactly. And the you know, laws don't again, apply to him because well, as, a Democrat, as you know this, he did his horrible acts. He's basically a sex offender. Cuomo is a sex offender. And because he, uh, he resigned, I read something that, you know, th it's going to impact how he's not going to potentially be charged. But I think it's ridiculous because what he did was wrong. In the GOP party, that would not fly. However, if that happened in the GOP party, could you only imagine what it would be like on CNN? They would never let anyone hear the end of it. It would be on CNN 24 hours a day, 365 days. But because Cuomo did it, they're all trying to diminish it. And they'd try to quickly sweep it under the rug. But well, they would not address the elephant in the room. Well, that's exactly, again, you know, it's, it's the fact of the matter where we're at. We know this for a fact. I'll give you an example. Like, again, it's funny you brought up the fact that they, these people get away with anything. I had a, my... Um, I had a friend of mine, we, all, we would all went out to eat, uh, well, it was the night, and she, she has a friend of hers that supports BLM, and she goes, well, you have to say something, she's like, you people and your white privilege, like, right, just openly, and I said, I'm like, oh, I'm like, here we go, so I said, wait, I said, white, I said, white privilege, like, explain that to me, she's like, you don't know what that is, she's like, we're in 2020, I said, no, I said, I'm like, I just want to hear from your perspective what it is, I'm like, please elaborate, so she tells me that basically having white privilege is that being that her as a black woman in society, right, cannot get a gain or a leg up due to the fact that merely she's black and a lot of employers and certain people in certain instances will not let, allow her to do that. 
and that the system is purely you know, based on a, a racist patriarchy towards blacks and minorities. You know, the, the typical nonsense. Out there, I said, I'm like, oh, really? So I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, have you ever heard of black privilege? And she's like, black privilege? I said, I'm like, or minority privilege? I said, and she looked at me. I said, remember last summer? I said, when all the riots were going on, I said, how many cops were killed? How many things were burnt down? How many things were stolen? I said, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's privilege right there. I'm like, because the fact that the police officers and certain elected officials, I mean, not, not on our side, obviously, I'm talking about, you know, the police officers and the Republicans. I said, they're afraid. I said, because if they touch one of you, know, if they touch a minority, if they touch one that's a different color, that's other than white, what do you think is going to happen? That's it. Now, there, there, ever, there's going to be another George Floyd incident, you know, and that's it. So ever since George Floyd, ever, ever since the death of George Floyd took place, this basically has been a ripple effect of just chain effect where every cop has to be watching their back because they're scared to do the wrong thing. And we've seen this, like, like that officer just passed away over in Chicago, uh, Elena French. You know, they're just, just pulling up these cops. It was a routine traffic stop. I'm sure you heard about it. The guy pulls the gun, blows her brains out, point blank, and then that was it. I've known cops that were in NYPD, and it's gotten so bad to the point where a lot of them are going to either retire if they have not yet and go to a different state where they know they're respected. And the other issue is because of that whole ripple effect, how if you try to intervene, you're automatically called racist, you're automatically called white privilege. If you're a cop who's white, it's like there's already a target on your back. And even if you are a minority cop, you still have a target on your back because your job. And that's the problem. So Well, they look, they look, used, like, they look used like an Uncle Tom. That's exactly what, that's exactly what this, this girl said to me. She was like, well, those are like Uncle Toms and whatnot that basically are doing that. But it's like, it doesn't work that way because here's the bottom line. Society is that no matter what, and this is something I will agree with Trump on, I mean, if you have common sense, I mean, that doesn't even take Trump to, you know, for me to say this, but every society needs law and order. needs three things. One, actually, no, multiple things. But the first, in my opinion, they're most important, law and order and strong borders. Without the law and order, about the strong force, you ain't gonna have nothing. That's true. That, you, know, you know, you have to have a permanent structure. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to take off, but there's so many people like this. So many, especially these, these immigrants or these illegal immigrants. You know, just so you know, CNN or something like that doesn't take out of my my words. <laughs> um, you know, it, it comes to a point. We have all these illegals flooding in the country, right? Just pouring in by the dozens. Heck, was it 2016 when Trump was running for president? I'll never forget. He goes, there's even ISIS members by the border smuggling RPGs and and, and grenades. But nobody talks about that, right, to the cartel? No, and what they, they also forget is that you have such a huge issue with the border. Number one, it's a public health issue. Number two, you have a lot of issues regarding drugs, regarding trafficking. A lot of those people coming over are not families. It's people that are being they're trafficked. They're grown men. They're, 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 they're grown men. They're people that basically are not refugees. They're looking here to inflict harm and do damage. That's just the bottom line. And, you know, Trump is absolutely right. I don't know how to quote him for, this saying, for saying this. When Mexico, you know, when these, these illegal Mexicans were and they cross the board, their government is not saying they're best people. They're saying the absolute worst. Why? Because they look at like, mm -hmm. this is your problem. This is your problem. You deal with them. We can barely take care of our own, so we cannot afford to take care of anyone else's. That's also a security risk because some of them that are coming over, if you look at how many were arrested because it was only under the Trump administration, did they start to do a whole committee that was assessing, okay, who's coming in and studying that a lot of these people coming in are criminals. And this is the problem. Uh -oh. If you're not assessing people for criminal risk, for risk of recidivism is what they would call that technically, then what's the whole point? You're going to victimize other people at the whole expense of, you know, for your Democrat party. The other thing that they had too, is you'll see a lot of this ICE facilities, ICE is not being able to do their job in certain states. Other times they don't assess them or they don't do a background check. So they release a murderer back on the street. This has also been done by the way, with illegals and with prisoners, especially in New Jersey, because New Jersey, um, they had that one person that Murphy released. He ended up committing murder recently. No well, one that's because of COVID. 
that what's exactly is that you have, especially have guys that, that you know, for instance, that are, that are in prison, right? Or that are career criminals, that's all they know. So what yeah. do you, how do you think that's gonna go over? Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying sorry, but I'm saying that the ones that are actually want to inflict harm and that's, that, that's the life that they're addicted to or that's the life, the only life they know because they're not right in the head, obviously, and they, they need help. Um, but even then, there's just some people that just want to inflict evil and they, they don't care if they don't want the help. Um, and that's exactly what you're dealing with, you know, no matter how you want to slice and dice it. Me personally, um, I say, for instance, anybody that inflicts harm, I mean, we should go back to way back when, you know, during the 1800s, during, you know, like, or even heck, even take it back to 1776. If you basically committed a crime, like, for instance, there was, if you raped someone, if you murdered someone, they killed you, they hung you, there was no question to ask. That was it. So how do we go from being a rough, rugged, you know, law and order society, right? And I'm not saying, I'm saying rough and rugged in a good way, right? To being, we actually had a backbone. We actually had things. We actually, every, everything was handmade and everything, we took pride in being Americans. We went from this, this, you know, from all the way to the left, right? Or, sorry, or, sorry, right, all the way from the right, the right side of things. So now all the way to so far left that we let politicians tell us how to live our lives. The last time I checked, this is a free society that was formed and played for by these guys. Now, here, let me flip my camera. That was paying the blood by them. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even be here. That's right. That's how we, we founded, our country was founded by people who seceded. They seceded for a cause they thought was right. Sound familiar? Yeah. And now it's funny. Some people are now calling them traitors. So it's the funniest thing how secession's legal. It's when the government can no longer represent we the people. It is up to us to peacefully secede and create a government that can represent we the people. <clears throat> it's, um, Sad to say, because if you look at where things are going, your constitutional rights are not being upheld. And this is okay. This is not just pick on the crazy liberals. There's also a lot of issues in the GOP. People feel oh, no doubt. that. The GOP, especially usually up north, they have no spine, no backbone. It's just like, oh, we worry too much about public image and photo ops. So we're not going to say anything. Da, 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 da. That's what I've been faced with every single darn time. And it drives me crazy because here's the problem. We end up in this situation for number one, they made an attack on men. Anything that was masculine was automatically deemed a threat because that was their way of taking down society. The second thing was the attack of a type of God or religion. So if you had a religion like Christianity, Catholicism, they took God out of everything. They took, now they want to take it out of the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, some teachers allow students to edit the pledge and not say, you know, one nation under God. Um, the prayer used to be in school. They got rid of that. All these once good things that made our society so amazing is what's basically being attacked so we fall apart and That's they're exactly trying to do it. things changing this changing the spanish language like i grew up speaking spanish right people get shocked because i am latino and our spanish language regardless if you're like i'm from puerto rico or um our family historically regardless from puerto rico cuba mexico or spain you have masculine and feminine pronouns and there is no in between they want to change it to latinx and i'm like there is no such thing as latinx that is not even a word that is grammatically correct in spanish yeah that's again you hit it right in the head and um just to piggyback what you're saying right there as far as the, the constitutional rights i mean we're, we're, we're at a very we're at a very pivotal point right so James Madison, I'll quote him. He says, this country will never be taken, you know, externally, only with internally now, but we, we know this. But what if now the people that run the show, the, the wealthy elites and these people that think they run everything, you know, some GOP candidates mm -hmm. um, and some Democrats as well, they realize, wait a second, we could cripple us from within and have this pandemic and we could have, you know, a puppet like Biden to play the part. But now what we're going to do is we're going to cripple everything around, surrounding internally in America and have foreign entities such as ISIS, Taliban, the Mexican cartels just pouring. Because like I said, you can't, without these two things, without law and order and strong borders, you're not going to have a country, period. You know? That's right. You so what you do it. is you take, you take those two things away and then you just cripple everything.
That's right. That's right. And you have a whole generation that does not know how to think for themselves, that can't critically think. The whole point of going to college, I, in theory, was that you get experience and you learn things so you can better your career. What that's turned into is indoctrination, as well yeah. as K through 12. It's no longer about learning. It's all about indoctrination, not education. And we're put in a position where parents must homeschool. There is absolutely no point in doing public school. Um, Having worked in public school system, you could not pay me if I had kids to send them to public school because of what's being taught, the curriculum is beyond deviant. It's hard it's teaching them. There's teachers that are giving their students BLM socialist handouts. I'm like, that is so wrong. Where are the parents in this? Well, yeah, no, that's exactly. And there's, there has been a number of parents speaking up, especially, you know, from all walks of life and, you know, every race, color and creative. I've actually had a not too long, I think it was about two months ago, I want to say roughly around. There was a parent out in Carmel, New York. She basically spoke out. Uh, well, I think her name was... Uh, Tatiana, I think I want to say her name was. I don't remember her last name, but she basically went on. Her husband was a police officer, and they were both, you know, I think she, her husband was, well, anyway, they're, they're both Muslim and Christian. They got married and whatnot, and, you know, she went on basically saying, she was like, don't you dare basically shove this crap down my kid's throat. Like, let them, let kids be kids. That's basically the gist of it, you know? And then she was like, remember, she was like, you guys, again, all these educators on the public board, this is, again, people don't realize, they work for us. I don't care if they're volunteer. Guess what? The desk you're sitting on is paid by us. <laughs> That's right. So, I, you know, I, I don't want to hear this. Oh, we volunteer or not. Well, you know, that's right. You do volunteer. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to vote you out because you're not worth it. You're not worth a, rat, a rat's ass, period. They get really ballsy because a lot of them, they, they'll say stuff like, oh, I don't like that tone. Well, I don't give a rat's behind wrapped around the rain barrel. What kind of tone I'm using with you? You are an elected official. You work for us. We don't work for you. So you're not going to pull this whole, oh, I don't like that tone. I'll use whatever tone that I don't want to use with you because... You can, and that's the problem. Is there's even a court case that decided that that says you can speak to them however you want to speak to them. There's some of them that try to talk over you or try to do that nonsense. Um, that happened at one of the protests that I was at, and I think another one after. But it's just insanity because these are positions in government that we need patriots to step up and say, "Okay, I'm going to be." We need, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I second that 100, percent and I'm there with you every step of the way. That's um, how you save stuff. Like if they want to rename a school, like they renamed like a Robert E. Lee High School. If they want to, you know change to something curriculum the problem is that for many years we become complacent and we didn't pay attention to who was getting into what office so the problem was that you have many years of these radical officials being put in office that are trying to basically destroy our american history destroy our traditions and to take it back is not going to happen overnight but it's going to at least take what i think three to ten years more so like on the five to six year span because you have to then start getting rid of the bad ones putting patriots on board of ed at the board of ed county committee Different yeah, levels of well, government. What I'm saying is obviously the saying goes, you start small, you go big, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. that goes what I'm saying. But I honestly feel we're at the point where I think we're past voting people out, electing them. And, you know, I don't care if it sounds extreme. I'll, I'll just bluntly say is that anybody that basically does harm, I, I don't care whether you're foreign, domestic, uh, you know, any kind of threat. Anybody that thinks that they have the right, especially any politician that has the right to go on there and basically make deals and do all these shady things behind our back. You deserve to be hung for treason, flat out. Because when, you know, this is really funny. I actually read, I, I was actually just read to start reading this book about Jefferson Davis, the, you know, the Confederate president. He was actually, I really know this about him. So I didn't know he was actually a man of faith, number one. And number two was that he also basically, you know, he had a strong, really strong backbone. Like he really didn't take crap from nobody. <laughs> and now that's, that's great to see. And, you know, but he, again, he believed in that law and order. And here's something too that people don't realize about the Civil War. And I, I, I'm sure you know this. 
people mainly think about state rights, which is true, but it, this is where the word sole, uh, sole owner came from. I'm the sole owner of my property. That's my, that's my right to have that. I know, like, this is something I found out recently from reading this, uh, this memoir. I, I'll send you the, the, the book that this lady gave it to me um, that I work for on the side. And she gave me a, this big, thick book about Jefferson Davis and it talks about you know, property rights and everything he was fighting for with Robert E. Lee on, on his side, you know? And here's the funny thing too, just like the founding fathers, they didn't really, they, 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 how do I put it? They thought they were best friends, but they got along and they had a mutual respect for each other, even though towards the end of the war, especially at Gettysburg, he didn't agree with Lee to surrender. That's right, he didn't. And that was, there's a lot of speculation of what would have happened if there was better communication and Lee didn't surrender. We might've been in a place where the, you know, the union would have said, okay, this is not worth all the money to fight this. So we would have let the South be. And there's a lot of you know speculation on the what ifs, but even at like face value, if you look at this, we, this whole war, which cost so many lives, was not fought over slavery. What it was fought over was the same principles that were being fought over during 1776, the right to govern yourselves. A big one came down to money because what happened was without the South, the union was pretty much screwed. And that's true for today. In today's world, the union would not survive without the South because that's where they get oil from. It's where they get military from. A lot of the military down South, they have the highest enrollment rate versus you know, I think it's uh, New Jersey's number one for the least patriotic state. It's got the lowest enrollment of military, followed by, I think, New York and California. So it's those three, which, by the way, were union states back then. Um, again, not much has changed. Corruption's still there. Isn't that, isn't but, that crazy? That, I'm sorry, Gabe, but isn't that crazy how you just said Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. And then it goes to New York and then California. Isn't, I mean, California used to be, I mean, they call it the gold rush state for some time. Because I said there was actually gold over there. But... Is insane how, and that's also they're also known for their farmers and everything as well. And now they went from being, you know, uh, like a state of where you know everything is basically produced and actually there's self pride. Not it's like not anymore. I mean, heck, even Jersey and New York were even um, right at one time. At one point, and it, um, then you also realize too, you have to then look when Jersey, New York, California, truly. The GOP values of today or they the old school ones because a lot of people and this is where there's a lot of uh, myths is that they think of Lincoln as this amazing guy which he was not he's really not I've had people hate on me for saying this Lincoln was a Marxist okay there's plenty of books that were written about that the one that I recommend is by the Kennedy twins they wrote uh, several books on the subject uh, but they explain it well because Lincoln uh, not only was a Marxist but was a tyrant yeah. and you know his policies were nothing like the policies of today's GOP today's uh, GOP is like the Democrats back then, there was a party switch. So, you know, when I say we're the party of free speech, back in the day it was Democrats. Something happened and there's still a lot of people that are Democrats that are like, wow, this is no longer the party that I used to Once love. Knew. There was well, an well, attorney that um, she, she thought the D Democratic party was still the party of free speech. It wasn't until 2015, 2016 that she started to take a look in the mirror. And then I think it was two years ago, she walked away. She goes, this is so not worth it. This is not the Democratic party that I knew. It's the party that completely, you know, restricts your freedoms now and is all about illegal immigration. It's about uh, being pro-crime instead of pro-law pro enforcement. Pro you know, uh, just, just, yeah, pro, the, pro all these nasty things. Um, but again, just to, you know, I, I really find it funny. The ones that basically talk about abortion stuff like that, right, are the ones that are the war-hungry war mongers that, you know, that want war. But yeah, they, but they also cry peace. Isn't that funny how that works? Oh, I, I, my favorite is that... <laughs> They'll say, oh, pro-abortion, pro-this, or my body, my choice. However, my body, my choice only applies to abortion. It does not apply to mandatory surgeries. It does not apply to mandatory vaccination. It's all of these things that they contradict themselves. So it's like, and I think 
it's funny because so many of these liberals they'll contradict themselves and then they believe their own lies and when you try to reason with them I'm, I'm honestly at the point now where i no longer argue pretty much i'm just like okay block delete yeah no same same here i i and like i said i think we're at that point where the, the talking and everything else is just kind of just where everybody's fed up with um you're in I, I do, I, yeah yeah I, I just i do want to get back on this real quick just um i'm kind of got you know kind of got drilled but uh which is perfectly fine because it's i always learn something when i talk to you which is great and i'm sure that the people listening as well do um but just going back to what i was saying about the middle east um back i believe it was 20 i want to say it was like around 2012 yeah 2012 um, the night uh, prior, I think it was the night prior, or sometimes actually, yeah, the same day as 9-11 happened. We also had the, the, the siege of Benghazi attack where the Obama administration and also uh, Chloe Clinton, who was in charge, uh, Benghazi, which is over in Libya. Um, there was a lot of issues over there as well. And uh, we're seeing a lot of these failed policies take place. And I'm going to be honest with you, um, Vinny, I would not be surprised if, God forbid, if another Benghazi happened over there, you know? That happened during Trump's administration. We almost had another Benghazi. What happened was Trump actually acted immediately. He sent the Force Recon Marines in. They went and they did the they did a phenomenal job. They were able to save the people that the the workers that were in there, the government workers for the, for the embassy. They got them in. They got them out, and that was it. Um, you know, along with saving some uh, uh, important information such as hard drives, etc. You know, software. Um, but now we're at the point where, okay, these guys, right, these terrorists, they have drones, they have our MRAPs, they have our tanks. Uh, I actually heard there's a thing about tanks. Um, but what people don't realize, as scary as this all sounds, which thank God, I mean, obviously we're the ones that made the equipment, so we could always shut it off on them, which, you know, I'm sure they, you know, <laughs> it's going to suck to be them. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is they have our weapons. That's the most scariest thing is that our taxpayer dollars went to funding terrorists that were supposed to uprise, you know, I'm not saying terror, I mean, uh, the people are supposed to uprise and take their take their country back because I personally believe that, for instance, if we're going to basically get involved in uh, other countries' business, such as the Middle East, we should say, hey, look, here's the bottom line. We're going to come here. We're going to help you guys basically establish some level of, you know, to make be like us, a constitutional republic or a democratic republic, however you want to put it, Um, you know, being basically necessarily uh, free to secure, secure yourselves. Here's your weapons. Here's basically everything. You know, but also there has to be, there also has to be a little bit of game too. Pay us for these weapons. Don't expect a free handout. Like Israel, like I understand, I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but Israel is looks for a free handout. And I, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. no, you, there's no free handout with you guys. You know, everybody has to pay their, pay, pay their end of the bargain. If you want protection, that's how it works. That's like, for instance, like if I'm a security contractor, right, and I'm working for Blackwater or whoever it is, um, and you're a high uh, priority, let's just say, for instance, um, individual let's say if you're a politician or if you're a uh a, you know a person i have to protect and whatnot you're going to pay why because that's the way services work so why do we limit ourselves uh why are we limiting ourselves not to pay for have these other countries pay for these services these protection services and i get back to this, but we should never have been there in the first place and look where it's gotten us 20 years almost like 20 plus years that we're basically going to go on many lives lost and for what we still because of weak policies you ended up funding tyrannical going into these countries and where we're left out now is still we're gonna have to many years to fight. so we're pretty much gonna end up i i think it, what's gonna happen it'll be kind of like the korean war and people give me a flag for saying this we did not win the korean war okay that was a major failure that was a loss we withdrew the korean war is still going on because that's why there is south north korea and there's just that you know it's kind of cold well, that's why cold. that's what it that's why the South, and this, this is, I know, especially when it comes to, the name, you know, we fight in the name of th fighting for things, right? Communism and um, 
mm-hmm. Nazism. Like the last war we actually won, there actually three people is Europe, and they you know, right. like most of Europe, which is World War Two. Um, but it's like Trump said. Trump said the best that we haven't won a war since World War Two. We stopped winning wars. So what happened? You know, and then and the people are like, you know, I'm saying I'm being rhetorical. When I say this obviously. What happened? I'll tell you what happened is this. We became weak. We let politicians dictate basically our you know, our sovereignty and basically what things that go on around the world. Now, we've also seen, seen some things that happened in Africa this, this, this past couple of months. I don't know if you remember about that. Africa and Cuba. They were That's under right. siege. Africa was under siege. They were basically dealing with rioting, looting. Um, you know, I, I think there was even a point where they even declared martial law at one point because of how bad it was getting. Um, South Africa. Guy, that was South Africa. Yeah, that was South Africa. And we actually had, there's a, not personally, but I have a mutual, uh, a mutual, somebody I know mutually that actually is down in South Africa. And he, and he said the situation was getting pretty bad to my cousin. He goes, like, listen, he was like, we actually just set militias to actually protect ourselves because the looting and the rioting is getting so bad to the point where we, we have no choice. So that's exactly what it is. And I'm, what I'm trying to say is that um, anywhere that there's any kind of civil unrest, let the country figure out because, you know, let them, let them do, let them, let's just stick to being us, right? Like George Washington said, stay out of foreign affairs, mind your own business. That's like, for instance, you've seen two people fighting in the street, right? Like, you're not going to stick your nose and like, let them duke it out, you know? Nope. Uh, and you know, <laughs> I've got enough stuff to worry about in my own life, let alone someone else's drama. And this is what's happening. When you start getting involved in other people's drama or anyone's foreign affairs and government and the way they do things, that's where you end up leaving yourself in a position where, okay, you have involvement. Now all of a sudden we have a target on our backs and it's like, you yeah, well, that's, and that's, that's, that's we can, and, you know, yeah. We should focus on making our own better because like, <clears throat> let's use that money and that services that was getting put towards basically funding a country with their weapons program to fund our own, to protect ourselves. This is what no one is thinking about. <laughs> well, you know, what's pretty sad too, is that if you look at the roads like New York and Jersey and, you know, especially Jersey, no offense, <laughs> you guys, like, I'm gonna be honest. See, I, I figure the problem is, you know, that's just to derail here for a second. So people always go, oh, Jersey, Jersey drivers suck. They're the worst. Da, da, da. So I figured out what it is. And I, I actually drove to Jersey not too, you know, a couple of times. I'm saying to myself, I'm like, it's not Jersey drivers that suck. It's the infrastructure that sucks. <laughs> it, uh, we have potholes that are the size of lakes. Where like when it rains, it gets spilled up and it's like a little submarine to go through. That's what it's like in Jersey. And all the tax money that our governor wants to put towards CRT and, you know, all this nonsense could easily be reallocated to fixing roads and all these things. And it's comical because all these Democrat states that were attacking mm-hmm. monuments or their own history, to remove a monument, by the way, does not come um, out of nowhere. They do it out of we the people's money, our taxpayer dollars. Absolutely. It could easily go to setting up different programs. It could easily go to fixing infrastructure like highways and roads. New Jersey has yet to do anything that is positive to fix the roads. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly the, and then like I said, just good to go back into what I was saying earlier with the infrastructure bill is that, um, that infrastructure bill was not meant for us. It was meant for, like I said, they like using these words on that make it seem like it's for us. Infrastructure being for Middle East, being for other countries. Um, the last coronavirus bill, uh, if I remember correctly, the, um, the last stimulus package, that's what it's called. So everybody's saying, oh yeah, free money, 12 grand, this is great, da, 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 you know, but you don't understand is that that money, right, that we got it or not, was obviously, I mean, obviously we got our 12, you know, we got, we got our stimulus package, but the majority of it went to other things, such as funding, uh, funding ISIS, funding the terrorists and giving all these people money because our government does not care about you. Do you really think that they, they actually do? I, that's why I love, I love when they say, oh, my Paul, this is my favorite politician. Like, 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 like it's a sports player. They don't care about mm-hmm. you. They're making money, man. You know, that, that that's, like, that, that's like saying Tom Brady, right? Everybody love Tom Brady. I remember hopping that bandwagon. 
and then he turns around and starts hanging around by him and makes a um, you know a election joke about Trump not winning. You know, so these people just like I said, they they don't care about you. That they they have one goal, and that one goal is to basically screw the country over and make their money anyway. Necessary. Nineteen GOP can or yeah, nineteen GOP representatives signed the bill for the infrastructure. Lindsey Graham, I, I'm gonna say the ones at the top of my head. I know Lindsey Graham, Mitt Romney, and Mitch McConnell, which is no surprise. Those three shocker, signed the shocker. bill. And, you know, a lot of these people were rhinos. Why? Because somebody bought them out. Now, Lindsey Graham, I wasn't surprised. But, you know, Lindsey Graham tends to play both sides. Oh, I'm really for you or not, but you're really not. You, you, no. You, no. He's even said some stuff about the Confederate flag and stuff like that, if I'm not mistaken, in the past. He has, and here's the problem. I, I, so I don't know if you all follow Monuments Across Dixie, but I'm a speaker for them, and I'm trying to get the group more involved with anything. So, again, anyone who's watching who is either, you know, part of a GOP group or doing a state thing, let me know if you want Monuments Cross Dixie. I can bring the stuff there. I can set up a table and explain what we do because we're tired of this nonsense and we cover the political stuff because that we're in the, uh, the Capitol. So what you've just done there is open a can of worms. So, okay, what's not to say George Washington's next because he is next. He was targeted during the rioting. So well, yeah, we need to stop putting these people in office and supporting them. And I've had, I've had very heated conversations I go to rallies with my flag and I refuse to leave. They tell me to leave. No, I'm not putting my flag down. I'm not putting it away. It is my First Amendment. We are the party of freedom of speech and more people need to get <clears throat> a damn backbone. That that's, is the that, that's exactly it. And, you know, and again, I got to say again, the more and more as time goes on, we will see this um, rightfully so. But it's going to be a while till we actually get this country back to where it needs to be, especially, you know, having it on its leg up. And it um, starts by getting rid of the rhinos in the party because I've spoke with, as you know, I spoke with Frankie about this, that... I will not support people. And there's people that are campaigning and I will do everything in my power to make sure they do not get in because what happens is they've already burnt bridges with me and I've heard them, I, one or two of them, because um, we can make a whole episode on who's who, but they were gossiping about me and the flags and this and that. I will not support you because you don't support a historical veterans flag. So yeah. because you've not supported me, I will purposely make sure your campaign does not succeed because I do not want someone in a position of power who's then gonna turn around and go, okay, I'm gonna vote to remove this. I'm gonna vote to change names of military bases. That's the problem. That's and that's exactly it. And like I said, we're we're at a time where everything is basically it's, it's an upside. I call it upside down world, because everything that's basically being done is 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 reform, right? But it's not reform as like in a positive reform. It's in a negative reform to fit their narrative to fit what they want. And um, I just I, I I'm still dumbfounded. It's pretty crazy. Like I said, we went from being like the founding you know the founding fathers went from being saying we're not paying these taxes. We're not going to be basically told what to do. So we went from being a, a country of like solid solidarity and found and also along with foundations that we actually were, 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 were confident in to, well, now we're just, we're just going to give in. We're just going to get, you know, here's my arm. Just, just stick me with a needle. Do you know many people, Vinny, that I, I've actually, I had, I had met a guy on my job site. I work construction now. And uh, there's a guy that basically is all tied up, went out like 3% or more on the bay, the whole, you know, whole nine yards. And I said to him, I was like, uh, he says, oh, he's talking about the vaccine. He says to me, he was like, do you have the vaccine? I said, I'm like, why would I go near that? He's like, oh, why, guy? I said, why would you get that? I said, I'm like, that's complete oxymoron of what you have on your body. And he goes, well, because my my grandkids, it was it, not my grandkids, I'm sorry. His basically in-laws, right, said to him, if you don't get the vaccine, we want nothing to do with the grandkids. So oh, they, this no. is what, they play, so this is what they do. This is exactly what, this is exactly what they want. They play the family card. So people are basically fighting each other. So these people came in. There was a girl I was talking to not too long ago. She ended up getting the vaccine as well because her family told her if she doesn't get it, she's going to get kicked out. 
That is psychological abuse. And this is what I tell people. Because I have more respect for the people yeah. that get kicked out than the people that say, I'm going to take this poison. Because you know what? If I had family members that said, hey, we're not going to come over and see the kids or you're not going to allow to come over. Well, guess what? I'm not coming over. Or what I will do is purposely come over and say, I'm, I'm not going to leave. No, I get to make my own yeah. personal health choice. You don't get to dictate to me because you watch some you know, stupid little segment on CNN and says, Oh, you know, fear mongering. Oh, don't talk to your family members. Bull and it's funny because CNN, they claim to be against bullying, but they promote bullying when it comes to making informed medical choices. Well, that's the thing too, is I, I even saw a video of doc or you know, I'm gonna call him doctor, I'm gonna call him fraudulent Fauci, that's exactly what he is. Fraudulent Fauci started talking and he goes, um, you know, because there was this there was this kid, he must have I, I swear he must have been like a transgender or something. I, I couldn't really figure him out. Anyway, gets the vaccine, he goes, he goes like this. Thanks, Dr. Fauci, for giving me the vaccine. And I'm just like, sitting here laughing. So he does he does a FaceTime call with Dr. Fauci. He's like, listen, he was like, I really want to know. He was like, what are the long-term effects? Dr. F you know, Fau or fraudulent Fauci goes, well, there's no long-term effects. He's like, there's no effects that we know of. Like, you're perfectly safe. They're perfectly fine. You're not going to become mutated. Um, use your TikTok thing, whatever you call it, to spread, to spread the word that, that, that nothing's going to happen to your friends. Oh, gosh. So, and, and he makes it sound, let me be honest with you. Now, let's just say, for instance, if I, if I didn't know about the vaccines, and let's just say if I was on the fence, let's say I didn't know anything, right? Let's just say if I was just a person that wasn't really, um, like, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know about the global elites. I didn't know about just the, how screwed up Washington is or, or the deep state. And I sit back and I'm like, you know, I'm like, this guy actually makes a convincing ar argument. And then, you know, they, you know it, it seems pretty convincing. And then you have this other girl. This other girl goes, I got the vaccine. I want my friends to get it. What can I do to basically force them to get it? And he goes, um... Well, you, you just got to try telling them that basically if, if they don't get the vaccine, they're going to be basically losing their civil liberties as far as uh, I'll send you, like I guess I'll, I'll post a video in the chat. Your civil liberties such as not going to movies, not hanging out with your friends, not doing this, not doing that. The last time I checked, buddy, this is America. You're not going to tell me how to live my life. There you is know, not I'm not getting no vaccine. Uh, I'm sorry. I just want to say this. So I'm not getting no vaccine. I'm not going to be told where I can can't go. Like freaking Wilhelm de Blasio down in hand goes, you want the you want the key to the city? All you have to do is get vaccinated. Remember the burgers and the French fries? Mm, this is good. Here you are being a being a fat slob, stuffing your face with, with fast food, and yet you're telling me to be healthy. That's like the gym teacher that's fat. When you go back when you're in high school, right? You got the fat gym teacher that goes, "Guys, take care of your healthy." Sitting there, you know, drinking a Dunkin' Donuts coffee with the you know the, the big McDonald's. belly. It's the McDonald's, yeah. Oh, the McDonald's <laughs> coffee, yeah. And it makes you laugh. It's it's like you, how could you promote health and fitness when you're fat yourself? You're not, you're not even healthy. A lot of these health these health professionals, if you look at them, they are terrifying looking. It's look at look at look at the current one. Look at the current one that that Biden picked, oh, Doctor oh, Levin. Gosh. That that thing shouldn't even be be even be a medical role. Giving so wait, you can't figure out what your own gender is, but you're going to give me medical advice. That's he true. would be he would be a very very good. Not even and this is totally genuine. He would be a very good job with the HUD actor, if they did a live action Star Wars. We can jog in solo, right? <laughs> and the other one, there was one from California, or I think it was like San Francisco. She looked like Karen Carpenter. She was like emaciated and like, oh my gosh. Like, there was... if, honestly, if someone came in and said, I'm going to give you health advice, my first thing is like, shouldn't you be in the hospital? <laughs> or they remember they picked, um, what did they do? They, did a, they had a drag queen that went into the White House and said, oh, get your shots, this and that. I'm like, how is this normal? <laughs> Well, they had a gay guy come in and, um, you know, no, no offense to gay people. Like I said, I don't really care what you do. If you want to, you know, if you, if you want to take that route, be up my, be up my, you know, whatever, do, do what you do. Just be my guest. Just don't come near me. You know, don't come near me and all that stuff. You know, like, I mean, like I said, I, I don't mean that like an assault. What I'm just saying is that it's like, don't force the ideology. Yeah, on don't force the idea on me. 
they're well, forcing they all these pronouns and whatnot in schools and like this is the problem and even like the sex ed programs which is a whole different episode for another day but you know it all comes to mutual respect and there is no mutual respect so what's happening is is that they're okay with canceling out anything right-wing or anything that's you know pro-american pro-freedom but then they force you their version of the ideology down your throat and i'm like listen i am proudly unreconstructed and i will purposely fight against all this nonsense until the day i die yeah well that's the thing too is that you know these politicians don't know how to articulate how to use their words and um they know basically how to win the the uh the sheep population over because you know this is one thing that that fear you know fdr said the best the only thing we have to fear is fear itself especially when the polio right. pandemic came out now this is the reason again this is the reason why they, they were called the greatest generation during world war ii why because they had a lot of adversaries they had pearl harbor they actually prior before they had polio they had pearl harbor they had the war um they had a lot of stuff going on you know and here's the thing too, Vinny, is that it's like a lot, you know, you know, Dr. Jar, uh, Jordan Peterson, right? Yes. So Dr. Jordan Peterson came out and he was talking about how the human mind works. And he goes, your mind can only handle one thing at a time. But here these people are paying. I mean, that's what they do too. They play psychops. Now you have, you know, since, since this pandemic has, has hidden, right? First, it was the, first it was the pandemic. Then it was the riots. After the riots, then it was the, it was the, uh, the election stuff. Mm -hmm. Then it was January 6th. Then on top of that, now, now we're dealing with the stuff in Afghanistan. So now it's just perpetual. That's just one thing after the other. Now it's the vaccines being being mandated. So it it's, it, it doesn't stop. They're going to keep going with this. And you know, uh, you're I'm not sure you're familiar with David Ike. Oh, I I don't think David so. David Ike, um, Nico actually, he's part of our group. He actually interviewed. He's supposed to do an interview with him. So David Ike is basically he's he's a well-renowned author. He's actually really good at what he does. Um, which he plays Arthur. He's also I believe he's also a uh, archaeologist as well city around the world and one as far as just um explaining different things how the world works and uh just giving his input too and he actually has the facts i like about him he's very blunt but he also shows you the facts and how, how these things are actually legit so um yeah nico rocco is actually gonna do an interview with him hopefully i, I don't know when that's supposed to be but if he, if he posted it i'll share it in here as well but um yeah david ike was basically saying is that the next three years are going to be hell the next three years are, are you know there's a saying that goes the road to hell is paid on the backs of good men, which is very true. And that's exactly what's going to happen is that we're going to have this road that people think that they're doing really great things, getting the vaccine, do, listening and being obedient to government and stepping down. There's even a part in the Bible where it talks about, you know, basically complying with the devil. And the only thing you can do is, is, uh, is basically sell your soul. But the only thing that can protect you is, is putting them on the shield of God. And I, I, not that I'm super, super religious, but I do believe that, you know, there, there is, at least me personally, I believe there's, God is real there that, you know, he says Christ, Jesus Christ, you know, to die on the cross for our sins, regardless of what anybody says or thinks. That's just my personal belief. But that's a whole other topic. Um, I'm just saying is that it really comes down to a point where we really have to be looking at these people that are in charge of saying, is this really what we want for ourselves? Uh, well, you know, it's sad because, <laughs> excuse me, you, and I always find, which is ironic, you'll typically find that the states that have a lot of the state's rights are usually down south. So states that always were amazing um still are the most free states to live in and i tell people all the time if you decide to pack up and move leave your grievances at the door do not bring the same grievances and ideologies that ruined a once good state like california to another state we're also you know worrying about you know like with open borders they're trying to get illegals in there that purposely vote a certain way to take your rights away so well here's the problem that's happening and you know like when you talk about the mask and vaccine mandate I feel bad for everyone in New York. Like all of y'all in New York, you guys have it horrible, especially the city. 
New Jersey, we're fighting back, but it's been fight after fight after fight where I did not comply with this mask mandate from day one. There was people in the GOP that were wearing masks or telling us to wear masks at our rallies. Uh, no, I said, we're the party of free speech and autonomy. When you put that mask on, you take away your freedom. And that is the problem. They the have puzzle. to start seeing it for what it is. It is not about a mask. It is about loss of freedoms, loss of liberties, loss of our God-given rights. You know, and then you comply with that mask. Then are you going to comply with the vaccine? It says you have to compromise your religious beliefs. You have to compromise your relationship with God. You have to compromise your personal beliefs just for, you know, getting a perceived, uh, a perceived illusion of your rights back. You have all the rights that you have now fight for them. And that's the problem that I've been dealing with, with a lot of these, you know, rhinos, turncoats, people that shouldn't be in the party, because if we don't have a good party to stand with, What's the whole point of even fighting? Yeah, well, that's exactly it. And, you know, one thing I will, I will, I just want to piggyback on, you know, what you just said again. So we're at, we're at a very tipping point. We're at a tipping point. You said that all these people are fighting Jersey. Ian Smith of Tillis Gym, as you know, he's been fighting the good fight since, uh, since this pandemic started. And, um, you know, it's funny because there was a cop he just had, uh, I think his name is Granderson. He actually has his own uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Gym, but he also does martial arts. He's another small business owner, uh, I believe out in Jersey. They tried shutting him down. That, that, that failed, obviously, because the bottom line is this. The more you tell people, especially their business owners, that actually have a livelihood, that actually have to make their money, like, you're, they're not going to listen to you. That's just the bottom line, you know? They're, they're, that's how they make their livelihood. How many business have you lost during this pandemic? Oh, I've seen tons. I, You know, I, by trade, I'm a hairdresser. I, the salon that I was at, we went under because of the uh, – we didn't survive the first shutdown. And I was supposed to turn that into a full-time career. Can't even do that anymore because the whole thing went whoop. And – how many businesses we, we didn't have people forget we didn't have just one shutdown there was two shutdowns we had the one that when it said two weeks i i looked at that and i'm like we are going to be fighting for our constitutional rights my friend goes no you're crazy i said no i'm not because i know for a fact you give them an inch they take an entire country well, they take a mile so that's exactly Whole that's country. right yeah, it, was, it was only supposed to be two weeks and they ended up being longer because they they, they lied and everybody fell for it we're and almost at two years it, they scared everybody because there was no vaccine everybody's you know I'm there's a time where people were wearing masking gloves. I, I'll never forget, I was working at Home Depot at the time, and um, I'm like looking around. I, I mean, the only thing I have on my protect myself because it's just the mask. Because I mean, we, we didn't know at the time. So I remember just having just the, just the, the mask, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, what the hell? I, I felt like I was in a zombie movie. Like, it I, did. I they were wearing double gloves and double masks. Because I, I never complied with the mask mandate from day one. Um, had the cops called me a few times for that, as well as other patriots. But there's nothing they can do because if it's not a mandate, it's a strong recommendation when they actually understand how civics works and how the laws are written, then you wouldn't have this mass hysteria because so many think it's too boring to learn about civics. You have a lot of them that are taught bad education and that's why we're in the predicament. So I used to argue with this. You need to argue that, you know, there is no mass mandate. And we had a whole list of places we were frequenting that didn't require the mass because I'd rather give them my, their, I'd rather give them my money for being patriotic and staying true to our values of freedom and liberty. And it's funny because when they dropped the whole mandate in Jersey, um, the first day I purposely went to some of the stores that I used to go because I'm like, wow, I can finally go back. I don't have to wear a mask. Do you know the first day I only saw one other couple that did not have a mask on? The lady looked like she was about ready to cry. She was so sweet. I gave her a hug and I gave the husband a hug. She goes, it is so good to see so many smiling faces again. Everyone else, yeah. when we gave each other a hug, they gave each other, they gave us death stares like, oh, you would have thought like we had leprosy or something. But you know, that, 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 that I'm saying is that I remember when CNN and the rest of these, uh, these agents or all these different mainstream news outlets to go, this is our new normal. This is the new normal. It's like, this isn't, this is never the new normal to begin with. Stop calling it that. That's this right. This is basically, you ever seen the movie, they, they live with Roddy Piper? 
Which one? Uh, they live with Roddy Piper. Mm -mm. So they live about Rod with Roddy Piper. It's basically about like, you know, it's like a B movie, but I don't care. It's great. It's it's straight out of the '80s and whatnot. And it basically has to do with you know the global police controlling society. And he puts these, you know, obviously the only time he comes awake is if he puts the sunglasses on. He looks around. And he's like, oh crap. Okay, like everything's actually under control under you know extreme you know uh, tyranny. Takes the glasses off. He's back to being you know back to being asleep. Puts them back on. He's you know he's awake. So that was actually, if I'm not mistaken, that was actually some of uh, some uh, based off of George Orwell's 1984. Now there's a lot of things like, for instance, I like, could look at the poster in front of him, and it says like uh, of like a of like a magazine or a uh, poster magazine. It's like reproduce. It'll say um, keep your mouth shut, don't question authority, like, all these things. And this came this came out back in the 80s, mind you. Mm -hmm. And you know George Orwell's, or George Orwell's 1984 was written back. Well, it was the 1940s, I think it was. It was, and it, look at how much of that came true currently with the erasing of the history, digging up graves. We, I always tell people the final variant, I saw a meme and it was so true. The final variant is communism. It's going to start with socialism and then communism because well, that's, look that's at how is. much people are willing to compromise for, for what. And like, you know, I, I've purposely been a pain in the you-know-what about everything because I will not comply. First it was that you have to have a mask, then all of us are face covering. Then it was, oh, well, you, you know, you have to wear a specific kind of mask. That defeats the whole purpose. And they've already had scientific study after study showing that the masks are not effective. It also showed that um, there's harmful bacteria on the masks. So a lot of people, they take their mask off, they bunch up, they put it in their pocket, they put it on their dinner table. Then they put that back on their face. Do you know how disgusting that is? <laughs> it's funny because it's true. That's why, like, for instance, like I, I, I never wore, like for instance, I always had like, the neck ears because that's the, the kind of defeats the whole purpose. I mean, and, you know, and people are like, oh, it doesn't work. I'm like, I'm like, I don't care what you say. I'm like, you know, um, there's people now when I, I mean, I don't even care. It makes you laugh that, you know, Froggy goes, well, you know, you got the vaccine and whatnot, but now you also got to wear the mask because the mask protects you, but the vaccine really doesn't. And it only has like about six to months of immunity. It's like, dude, shut up. It's like, you came in to get the story straight. Like, come on. That sounds just like, <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That's exactly how he sounds. I'm Dr. Fauci. I sound like I've been smoking packs of cigarettes a day. Listen, I you gotta understand. understand something, all right? Like, you know, this, this current administration, they've been looking out for us, and I go against Rand Paul, and I just talk about things that don't make sense. Like, the whole thing with him him versus Rand Paul was one of the best things. Because Rand Paul just went into me, like, the smackdown. He was like, listen, he was like, you're not for liberty. Stop talking. And he goes, ah, well, you just shut up, you know, just, ah, let me talk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then he, well, remember the one that was him versus Fauci versus that old prune Maxine Waters? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And it's the funniest thing because originally it was, oh, you know, a mask to slow the spread and then eventually will die out. Then all of a sudden it was that, oh, we'll never, you know, flatten the curve. Um, but, you know, you'll need a vaccine. And I told everyone to give him one warning, you know, it's going to happen. Then all of a sudden it's, oh, natural immunity is fine. Then it says, oh, but natural immunity doesn't matter. You have to have the vaccine. So there was, a, there was a thing a while ago, me, me and my guys at my old job, we used to laugh because, well, well actually, one of the guys at my old boss pointed out, he goes, you guys see what the CDC came out? They're like, no, what did it come out? Oh, they released this thing for uh, what to do uh, the zombie apocalypse happens. And I just looked at him. I was like, I'm like, no, I'm like, stop yourself. He's like, no, seriously. And sure enough, he flips, pulls his phone up and he goes, um, you know, it's, it's the CDC that says, oh, yeah, well, this is how you can do it to survive a zombie apocalypse. I'm just like, what the hell? So we had we had a running joke that if you got the vaccine that you actually become a zombie. I mean, which is I mean it, it does a lot of messed up things to you, but um you know Fauci's over here saying it's not true, it doesn't happen, it's a conspiracy theory. But you know it's 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 like dude, it's like I watched a video. There was this girl right? She she's my age. She's I think around like 23, 20, 23 or twenty two, twenty three. 
And she got the vaccine. She got both doses. I believe it was the Pfizer. Vinny, she was like a vegetable. She couldn't, she was like walking around or not. And she actually had to go for um, rehabilitation just to be able to walk again. I mean, it was, it was hard. And, you know, but up couch over you're saying, ah, well, you don't have to worry about. There's no long-term effects. It doesn't make you sterile. You won't have any reproduction issues and you'll be good to go. And it's like, dude, it's like, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Okay. These doctors have no liability. And here's the funny thing, right? People put them on a pedestal. Like, you know, there's these magical saviors and this and that. Talk to someone that has had firsthand experience in medical malpractice and they know it because they have no, there is no legal obligation for a doctor to do the right thing. Their Hippocratic Oath, which is really the hypocritic oath, allows for them to lie when it comes to shots because they're protected because of the, the recent case that does not allow you to sue them directly. You then have to go through theirs, which even then, the chances of you actually getting a case or get any kind of compensation is minimal. And I remember taking a victimology course for forensic psychology and again, actually doing critical thinking when you had all these other students that didn't touch this area. I said, vaccine injury victims and medical malpractice victims are victims that are usually forgotten about, mocked at, laughed at, being told they're lying. There are people that really are harmed by this. And a lot of people that are now pro-medical freedom had it happen to them. Well, that's again, like I said, because the thing is this, they actually make you sign a liability form when you get the vaccine. But, you know, even then it doesn't even, this is why I always tell people, read the fine print. Actually, I screenshot it. I Guys, I put it, I put this in the chat. Um, I know everybody's been posting a lot, which is great to see everybody posting there. I really posted this, uh, I think it was about a week ago. From the from the lion's mouth, it said Moderna, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to your doctor. The vaccine may not be for everybody. Right, right, with little, little, little tiny writing. It was straight from Moderna. The vaccine, please consult your doctor. I, I have it. It goes, yeah, please, please consult your doctor. The vaccine may not be for everybody. And then when you have that, it may not be for well, you're everyone. everybody to get vaccinated. So which one is it? <laughs> well, and you know, the funny thing is you'll have a doctor that will actually do the right thing and say, no, this isn't right for you. And then you have another doctor that goes crazy and says, oh, they must be a quack, da, da, da. They're not a real doctor only because they want money. And that's what it comes down to. There is a monetary well, incentive to give people these shots because the doctors make bank on it. Well, listen, bottom line is this. We, we haven't had a real vaccine since... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say maybe like early 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 1920s or maybe like late 1930s. I'm gonna be honest with you. Even then, um, it's like everything else. Everything else starts with, with, a, with a good cause, and then once you know, evil, especially the big pharmaceutical companies that are owned by Rockefeller, once they get their hands on it, they basically go, okay, we're well, now we're gonna start adding crap to it because we want to kill off the population. You know, it's funny, Benny. Why is it that we have a, we we have a cure right for you know the supposed cure for coronavirus, we have, but yet cancer has been is actually the one leading death in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? It's cancer, it's illnesses, AIDS, uh, HIV. We have stuff to slow it down, of course, but we don't have a cure for it. And I, I'm be honest with you, that's a bunch of malarkey. I do believe we have a cure. And like I told one of my friends, I said, listen, I said, you have to understand something. These people market off and then make money when you're, when you're in your worst time, which is you being sick. You think about how messed up that is. That's right. When, you, when you're in your time of need and when you're in a time of vulnerability, hey, someone else, someone else, look at this sucker. He's sick. I'm making money off of him. They purposely exploit you at your worst. And that's the problem is that no one kind of, you know, looks into that. They don't look into the fact that these so-called well visits or these physicals are not real well visits. It's a chance for them to market off your health by selling you on a jab. Well, and that's exactly it. So then the jab is basically just, you know, doing the, uh, they, they, they think that they're doing God's work, but they're really not. You know, they, they tell you that. It's the name, oh, it's the name of the, it's your patriotic duty. It's on my patriotic duty. It's your, my it's my patriotic duty to keep you in check and to make sure that basically that you don't go, you know, off the, off the rails. Which and real, real herd immunity has nothing to do with the jab. 
Real herd immunity means actually contracting the virus and overcoming it. That way you have that natural immunity, which is longer lasting and it protects you. The whole if, idea of that you have to take this drug to protect someone else or give them a false perception of protection is beyond ridiculous. That's like for me though, like for me personally, well, no, that's why I, I could never, I, I will never say, I will never go down to the city. I will never go down near people because Mm -hmm. the, I mean, the city itself, I mean, the thing where you go, especially in New York City, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a slime bag. It really is. A bunch of, it's, it's a dumpster. It, there's exactly, garbage it's, everywhere, it's crime, rats, roaches everywhere. It is not a place that was, I remember as a kid, you know, you go to New York once in a while and it was not bad, but now it's just been a progression of getting worse and worse and it's worse. It's sad. It really is. I, I, I used to actually like, I, I'm going to be honest with you, when I was a kid, my grandfather used to have a, uh, an antique store down on, uh, what the heck was that? And it was 22nd, 3rd Street. It was, like, I think it's yeah, 22nd, 3rd Street down there. And, um, yeah, we used to go down there with the Yankee shop. One there was, it was, New York City, to me, was basically the most diverse and most comfortable place because all the different people, I mean, there actually was nice people back then. I mean, this is your talk, like 2007, 2008. And um, the culture was just so diverse. And I, I, I told my grandfather, I said, I love going down. I said, so much fun. And once he passed away, in the, you know, which was 2010, Sorry, 2011, excuse me, 2011, he passed away. And then I started to realize, I'm like, I'm like, this is just not the way it is, you know, the way it was. I went down my mom and I was just like, this isn't the way what grandpa was alive, you know. And unfortunately, everything just that happens to change doesn't change for the better, it changes for the worst. That's right. You know, it's very sad to see. And the city is just, it's just, it's a dump. You know, I mean, I, I remember when Bloomberg was in. Now, he wasn't the best mayor, but, you know, I was like eight years old, but, uh, he actually kept the city clean. And I, I mean, you know, he did. He did a good job of actually, you know, and I have to give her credit's due. You know, he yeah, was much- it wasn't a mess like it is now. Well, yeah, no, no, He actually, because he act. I mean, you know, the funny thing about him was that when the Democrats were like, we wanted to fund the police, he looked at them and he was like, what the hell's wrong with you people? Uh, and, especially you know, they, in New York City. That's, and New York City's whole bail reform where that they'll, they've arrested, I think, someone in New York multiple times in a day for assault. They kept releasing him. He'd whack someone, then end up back in jail, whack someone, then end up back in jail. There was a, that's yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Relentless Patriots podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at www.therelentlesspatriotsapparel.com.